Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 through 14. This entire week we're talking about being thankful for the gospel. We've talked so far about how the gospel is that God sent his son, Jesus of Nazareth, who was 100% God, 100% man, what we would call the incarnation, which we'll celebrate most people in just a few short weeks from now. We also know that he died for our sins. He was our substitute. It was just not some ordinary death, but he was a sacrifice for our sins. He was buried, and after three days, he rose from the dead. And then he ascended back to heaven, back to glory. And we also know that he will return again one day to judge the living and the dead. And that will be a great day for those that are found to be in cross. It'll be our day of vindication. It'll be the day of resurrection. In Daniel 7, we find a very important piece to this puzzle. It's important because we see a part of the gospel, but it's also very important because Jesus identified himself with this uh, piece of Old Testament prophecy. Over 78 times, Jesus alludes to the idea of being the Son of Man. Now, when we hear Jesus say that he's the Son of Man, we think, well, he's saying he's just a human being. And that's partly true. But he's really alluding to this passage to where he's more than just a regular human being. He is an exalted person, an exalted person that receives all dominion and power. A lot of references that you'll see in the New Testament at times when Jesus says, you will see me come in the clouds, or he'll reference the Son of Man. He is talking about this passage, so it is so important. So I'm hoping today, after this podcast, this will open up a lot of understanding of the New Testament in different places where the New Testament is alluding to this passage, and you'll see it differently when you read it. But today, let's just think about this passage for just a minute. Let's set the background for Daniel chapter 7. Earlier in Daniel 7, we meet four beasts that come out of the sea. Now, most scholars believe these beasts uh, represent different world kingdoms. The first being Babylon, the second one being Persia, the third being Greece, and the fourth being Rome. And we know that Jesus would be born during the Roman Empire. Tiberius would have been Caesar when Christ was born or Augustus was Caesar when Christ was born, and Tiberius was Caesar when Christ was crucified. So during the Roman Empire, Jesus would be born. The church would be established during the Roman Empire. So this everlasting kingdom, this eternal kingdom of God, would come to this world during the Roman Empire. Daniel 2 talks about that kingdom in particular. So during this fourth uh, beast, this time of this fourth grotesque, awful beast, is different than the other three beasts that come before it. The kingdom of God will come, and the Son of Man will, will have this presentation before the Ancient of Days, as we're going to see in a minute. So, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, we are in the heavenly realms. We're, we're getting a peek into heaven, kind of like we do in the book of Revelation. When you turn to Revelation chapter 4, uh, John, the, the revelator, is invited on the Lord's day into heaven to see what's happening. Well, here, Daniel's getting a picture of what's happening in heaven. So let's read. This is the English Standard Version, Daniel 7, 9 through 14. 
As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came from before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. I looked in because the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was killed, and his body was destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. And I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom and all peoples and nations and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Now there's a lot of just odd things going on here that, that's strange for our modern ears. But you'll notice that this is a throne room. Thrones are being set up. And this shouldn't throw us off. In the Gospels, Jesus says that he would be enthroned and his apostles would receive 12 thrones to dwell, to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. So this is not an odd thing to us as Christians. We've seen this idea, this idea of enthronement. But we notice that, that we meet this character called the Ancient of Days. Now, I would just say this would be God the Father. Other people have, have interpreted it differently. But the Ancient of Days, that phrase really would just mean the, the author of time. He's the source of of time. He's ancient beyond ancient. He's eternal in another way to look at it. He takes his seat and his appearance. He's glorious. He's white. He's holy. He has a head of, of like pure wool. There's wisdom and there's fire coming from his throne. You have these wheels of burning fire. And we're like, what is the deal with the wheels and, and this heavenly scene? And this would just be the, the throne chariot. In the ancient Near East, the rulers would have what would be called throne chariots. So they would be enthroned, but the chariot, it would be like a mobile throne. So this would represent God is going to go on, on the move. He is going to judge these nations. God is not static. He's not stationary. So the evil that's been perpetrated will be dealt with. These kingdoms think they've gotten away with it, but God will judge them. But what I want us to notice for our purpose today is this one who is like the son of man in verse 13. This night vision, behold, there's these clouds of heaven. Realize in the Old Testament, clouds always represented God's presence. So God is present. And in the clouds, there, there came one like a son of man. So here's the picture I want you to think of. Jesus Christ has, has died on the cross. He's been buried. He's been resurrected. And now he's ascended to heaven. And you're seeing the coronation ceremony. The son has returned totally obedient to the will of the Father, and now he's receiving his enthronement, and now he's receiving his dominion. So this is the ascension scene. Jesus ascends back into heaven. You know, the apostles saw him taken up in the clouds. Now you have him being presented in the clouds of heaven. And listen to what's going to be given to Jesus because of his victory. He was given dominion. He has given glory. He's given a kingdom, which is us. We are part of his, his kingdom. We bow our knee to King Jesus, so we as his followers are this great kingdom. And this kingdom is of all peoples and languages and nations, and we serve him. And Jesus has everlasting dominion and power. No one will take it away from him. 
Now, that, that's just good news for us today as Christians to know that our Lord Jesus Christ reigns in power. This is something interesting, too, to think about. This is what got Jesus executed in his trial before the high priest. Jesus quotes this passage, and it's kind of the, the linchpin for them where they finally say, we're going we're gonna to put him to death. He is blasphemed. If you remember back in Matthew 26, 64 through 66, Jesus said, said to them, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Now, we think coming in the clouds of heaven is always a reference to the second coming. Well, in this case, this would be a reference to Daniel 7, not the second coming, but Christ ascending back to heaven. So you have to be careful in the New Testament. There's times where you see things like Jesus coming in the clouds, and you got to ask yourself the question, is that talking about Daniel 7? Is that his enthronement, or is that the second coming? And that will help you a little bit as you read the Bible for yourself. But today I wanted to present to you this passage, this beautiful passage, this powerful passage, and just another piece of the puzzle for you as you contemplate the gospel, that part of the gospel, the good news, is Jesus ascended back to the Father. When he ascended to heaven, it unleashed dynamite into this world. It unleashed the power of the Holy Spirit. When Christ was seated at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, the church was born. That's why a lot of people, when they celebrate in different churches, Pentecost Sunday, they celebrate the coming of the Spirit because that was such a big deal. It would be nice, a lot of times we as Christians focus on different aspects of the life of Christ. We'll focus on Easter, the resurrection, and, and I think that's great. We'll focus on, at Christmas time, the birth of Christ, and that's great too. But maybe we should focus on some of these other epics, like Pentecost Sunday, and think about that Jesus ascended and, and was given power and dominion. He sent his Holy Spirit, and that is part of the gospel. So let's just reiterate the gospel. It's really simple. First of all, God became flesh. God came down to us. Secondly, he died for our sins on the cross. Thirdly, he was buried. Fourth, he was raised from the dead, resurrected. And fifth, he ascended on high to reign at the right hand of the Father. And I would add one more. He will return again. And that, my friends, is good news. That's the gospel. So as we always do, let's go back and reread our passage today. We're going to start in verse 9 of Daniel 7. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court set, and the books were opened. I looked then because the sound of the great words and the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast was killed and his body was destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and he was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, glory, and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and language would serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. And we can say to that, thanks be to God for that, and thank God for the gospel. 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed these readings this week. I pray that your understanding of the gospel has grown deeper, and I hope you're thankful for the gospel. And if you're in town, we would love to have you at Westgate Church of Christ. This Sunday, we're going to preach a sermon about being thankful for the gospel. We're going to just unpack the riches and the depth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope you have a great weekend. Hope to see you back again on Monday.